0: Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yate. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you a series of spiritual tools to enable everyday Christian living in the parish of Yate. Well, today we're thinking about how we are witnesses to our faith in everyday life. And Jenny Armstrong is sat on the sofa with me. So welcome, Jenny. Thank you, Juliet. So would you like to say you've had an interest in life? And has God been the thread throughout? Yes, he has. And yes, I have had a very interesting life. Would you like to share with us some of those
1: childhood memories? Uh, yes. And those are important to your character building. Oh, very much so, very much so. Um, I've lived in many different places, I've lived in tenement blocks, but my life, my childhood goes back to when we lived in a caravan just after the war, and um, we had a lot of freedom, a lot of love, how my mother coped I do not know, and then we lived in a lay-by somewhere, um, we had two caravans. We were posh. We had <laughs> one who got washed in and got dressed and the other caravan is where we slept and lived. And of course, you know, the strange thing is all in this was that my my brother who was six years older than me, he went to a top public school. <laughs> Now, he never came home till quite late, because he never wanted anybody to know where he was living. So um, it was quite an ordeal for him. Um, I don't know any more about the circumstances. I only know that's where we were. So
0: home was important to you, though?
1: It, it was, was important. with you. It was a loving home with very high um, standards on manners and things like that. But obviously um, we were very poor, so I don't quite understand how my son <laughs> My brother went to public school, but he did. You can see my mother now getting his <coughs> uniform ready. But the freedom was much more than any child will experience today. You know, we ran through fields, we built den- dens in the woods, we learnt all about nature. We learnt a lot of things like that. No television. So
0: would you say you were a very resilient person?
1: Yes, very. Yes. Yes. So moving around
0: a lot, but you've actually said to me in previous completion. your security was always there in the family home, wherever you moved.
1: Yes. Yes, it was. Yes. We were a family unit. Um, We were supported by our parents. There were times in my childhood I didn't fully understand, um, as I, we have lived in some beautiful houses, uh, and I remember once coming home from school, and that's the only schooling I ever remember. I was three years at a, um, a school. Uh, the rest was six months here and six months there. And I remember my parents saying to me, um, we haven't told you, but we're leaving tonight. And we left with a couple of furniture vans. And gosh, that's been really difficult. <laughs> so I couldn't say goodbye to anybody. Um, but I know you loved
0: horses, and you do still love oh, horses. Ah, they're my passion. But yeah. what career did you choose? Did
1: you co- choose a career with horses? I did, Julia, yes. I left home at 15 not gaining anything and quite fed up with school because I was always trying to catch up so I went to train as a riding instructor and, I, and I, I very much loved that, that was part of my life Unfortunately, fortunately I started to get problems with the strength in my arms and backs and not being particularly tall, I thought I'd better check it out and I was told that I had to stopped the career immediately because I had a curvature of the spine and it was not a good thing to do. But I could have it as a hobby, but not as a career. So what career did you choose there? Uh? Children. Children, right. So where do you go from here? Well, I, I, I've, um, I've been in Barna, uh, in Bernardes, but for a little while I went to Scotland and worked with... Uh, a horsey family as the children's nanny in return for a horse on loan so that's how i did it and in bernardo's i i worked with children
0: what did you observe at bernardo's
1: very very strange i was saying to julia i couldn't understand it at the time but on a sunday the parents could come take the children out and visit them and And some of the children, um, you could apply to have your child put in Bernardo's in those days, or they came through the courts. And the ones (laughs) that came through the courts, they'd had a rough time. You know, they'd had a pretty horrendous childhood. But the ones that had been deserted, they were the ones that really didn't want to bother whether their parents had came or not. But the ones that had had tough times at home, they couldn't wait to see their parents. And I couldn't understand this. And I think it was a way of looking for love, uh, wanting approval. They were their parents, and children are very resilient. It's quite
0: a learning curve for you there. It
1: was, it was, yes. So you moved to Bristol.
0: Yes. I got married.
1: I got married. And you
0: raised your family of three sons. Yes. I kept you very busy. <laughs> so when did God become real to you and become your source of strength?
1: Well, I knew God was there, but I wasn't always with God. And I didn't go to church very often. But I knew he was there. He'd been in and out of my life, but not not I suppose I was a, a fine day Christian. Something happened, didn't it? Yes, it did. My eldest son, um, son was um, at London, uh, the, the London Hospital, training to be a dental surgeon. And at that time, I had a a tumour, a <coughs> cancer, in my lower lid. So the, the cancer had to be removed, and I've got a complete reconstruction, but that eyelid had to be sewn down for the grafts to take the whole thing, and because this eye was so swollen and stitched, because they took the grafts from this eye, and at that time um, I got the phone call to say my son had been rushed to hospital with a broken neck and horrendous injuries. I just felt so lost, so worried for him, because he'd worked so hard for his career. And I don't think I've ever felt quite so down, so, so alone. I don't know why I caught the bus and went into town, I do not know. But I went to the cathedral... I still don't know the reasons of me being there, why I went. And I went into the um, Lady Chapel, the little chapel down there on the right. And I lit a candle and I broke my heart. And I'm not a crying person, but I couldn't stop the tears. And I prayed to God. And I said, I don't know you're there. I don't know if there's anybody there. I need to know I need your love I need your guidance I need you and I left the church and felt I wasn't expecting any answers or any great flash or anything and I came home and it was just it was just after lunch now I found this very frightening all of a sudden The whole of my body felt so, so warm. And I had never felt such love. You know, it brings tears to my eyes now. I've never been loved like that. I've never known love as strong as that. And I was frightened. I thought, what's going on? There's something going on and I don't know what to do. And I just sat quietly with it, and I knew, I knew what had happened. I knew God was telling me he was there. And, and that has never really ever left me. This
0: reminds me of the psalmist crying out to God for help mm. and reassurance of God's presence. That is very moving, Jenny. But did your son recover?
1: My son recovered. He had to delay his exams by six months. But he did recover, and he got his exams, and he's led him in. He does a lot of, has done a lot of cancer work with people in the mouths and max fat and all that. So can I ask you about your middle son, Marcus? Marcus Marcus is very, very special. Very special. He's had uh, horrors in his life. He's had his own demons. He wouldn't expect. He, he wouldn't accept. He was Down syndrome. It has taken him many, many years to come to that place where he's happy with himself. He's very, very, very special. God is in Marcus, and Marcus. It, he spends most of his time. Making sure his friends are okay, they're happy. He's always beside their beds when they're dying. He's a very, very special person. He has taught not only me, but my whole family that wants and needs, Marcus's needs are very simple. His wants are the same (coughs) as when the day he could talk. He still wants three annuals. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: for christmas (laughs) oh right now told moving on told you have an interest in hens it's a funny thing isn't it appearing on tv (laughs) yes yes this could be a story in itself Uh, so (laughs) i
1: just i can only tell you very
0: quickly (laughs) well we'll we'll link that in with the next bit
1: so think about
0: the psalmist again um, you've always sought God in your low times and found strength in your love of horses, yes. as well as hens yes. and dogs. Yes. So can you, I'm um, witnessing to other people. Oh yes. Face? So would you like to explain to? Yes. I mean, I've
1: heard many people say that animals don't have souls. Well, that's absolute <laughs> rubbish, because um, even my hens have. My hens have done work themselves so much they were invited on the Alan Titchbar show. They're quite—they um, go, you know, children that were very ill. Well. Yeah, they give them lots of children, lots of love. And horses, I—you um, volunteer, don't you? The riding they school for riding the disabled. I'm also a rider there. Mm. They're very special horses, and they have to look far and wide to get these horses that accommodate children with very severe disabilities and able bodied and to see a child <coughs> hoisted from his wheelchair and put on his a horse or a pony, I watched the change in that child and the bond he has with the horse or the pony, That 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 is, that is God given. Nobody can question God in times like this. And they're all of a sudden on the same level as everybody else. Or probably higher. They're no longer looking up. They're looking straight ahead or down. And they, they're they equal. Equal. You're
0: such a busy person. You do lots of things. Perfect. And you've just got a handful of things that you've said today to me. So... You witness also witness your faith in St Peter's at
1: Frampton Cottrell. Oh, yes. What do you do there? Well, I, I probably don't do as much as I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> there. <It's dead>. Uh, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm a server, Malcolm. <laughs> it's okay, I am doing this interview. <laughs> 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 I'm a server. I you do
0: other things as well, don't you? Is it, is it I'm water on aid. I yes, yes. Yes. do lots of things That's actually. very much <laughs> part, humble.
1: Part of my heart is water. So I aids. do sense that faith is very
0: important to you. So, yeah. um, what does being a Christian mean to you? Being What's
1: your experience a Christian, as church? being a Christian to me, is somebody who's got a light in their eyes and can actually leave the warmth of their friends, especially at the end of the service, and we're all chatting and we're all discussing what we've done, to leave that and to go, but it, go, to, go across to somebody who's new, probably not quite as popular, or lonely. And, you know... I found that very hard because I was quite enjoying being with my friends in church and saying, gosh, what a morning, you know. Then <laughs> whether I was at I had on my heels and priest wants this and priest wants that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we're all sort of glorifying in what we've mm-hmm. done. To leave that... And to go and give somebody your
0: time. Yeah, that is really witnessing your faith, isn't it, yeah. really? To come, and that's actually a wake-up call to all of, all of us, I think, in mm. ministry. Well, and church members as well, because we do mm. tend to like staying in these sort of holy huddles sometimes, oh, don't yes. we? yes. Oh, that's no criticism oh, yes. to everybody, but I've done it as well. Oh, so have uh, many, uh, many times. But what you've said to me, actually, is so, so many important times. to share yes. with other people that might be lonely, might be like looking for God anything else you would like to say Jenny before we finish
1: Uh, I'd like to say that how my my faith has how my life has changed I was quite I was quite wild when I was younger I was quite off the off the spear you know I was quite wild and I mixed with all the wrong people I also was looking for something I also wanted to belong. You know, I was always looking, I was always searching, whether it was the wrong group of people. If I was wanted there, I joined them. So life was pretty, pretty ropey, especially when I was in Scotland. I did things I'm not very proud of
0: your life was really turned around, oh, has not
1: it, really? And yes, you said that i yes. all <coughs> come into your life. Yes. So thank you so much
0: for so, sharing yeah. that. It's a very moving story, so thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And don't forget, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and on Twitter. And we'll also find us on Instagram. Oh, yes, Instagram, yes. And on our website, which is yakeparish.org. Don't forget, this is an interactive show, so we really value your comments or put your comments on SoundCloud or any other platform that you're listening to and we'll get back to you. And we look forward
1: to joining you next time.